Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to another fantabulastic episode. Ooh, interesting. Right? It's a made-up word. Of cracking one open with Mike. And Elise. There we go. <laughs> I was just thinking of how we would spell fantabulistic um, to make it a hashtag. Uh, F-A-N-T-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-I-C. Oh, okay. Oh, pause. Gotta turn the AC off. <laughs> Whoopsie. Cause it's hot in here. Yeah. So here we are, midsummer, chilling out, maxing. I was doing some lessons outside on the deck. Google University. Mm, yes. Uh so is the drink we're drinking equally summary? Um, or is it a year-rounder? Or is it an odd winter drink in the middle of the summer? I'm going to go with year-rounder. Okay. But I did have you in mind when I picked it up. And I think you'll Aww. see why Boo. on the can art. <laughs> um, so this week, we are cracking open Infinite Universe, an IPA from Back East Brewing Company located in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Which we love. Oh, yeah. Although we have not been there yet. We have not, sadly. But we have covered um, them quite a few times in the podcast. Right? Yeah, this is definitely not the first time you've heard us talk about Back East. They make two of our favorite seasonal beers, Spring Ale and Summer Ale. <laughs> <laughs> and we also uh, featured Czech Mix on an episode a few months back, mm -hmm. which is their, their Czech Pilsner. It's not one of their core beers technically, but it is one that pops up on the liquor store shelves fairly frequently throughout the year. We've also featured them on one of our Christmas episodes, I believe, correct? Correct. Um, I think they did when I think it was just called Winter Ale or something like that. Word up. And I think they are they not the ones that use the the local honey? Quite possibly. I think so. So Back East also 
Brews Ice Cream Man IPA, which you've almost definitely heard of if you're a beer fan in Connecticut because of its ridiculous cult following. That's like one of those, almost akin to one of those Vermont beers where people like wait in line yep. for forever to get. Mm-hmm. Every uh, once in a while, a restaurant near us uh, called Dive Bar gets it. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, they got ice cream. Whenever you see it out in the wild, it's you like- You gotta get it. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really, I know that I said that I didn't have regrets at the time, but Dockside recently had kind of a, a spinoff of Ice Cream Man. It was called um, Gelato something. Like I asked you if you wanted another round and you said no. I know. <laughs> I said no regrets at the time, but I, I do have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> and They have so many beers there. Maybe maybe it's still there. Maybe they haven't sold out yet. Maybe, but. Uh, it's unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. And Becky's supporter has earned the gold medal a few times at the Great American Beer Festival and the Great International Beer Festival. Ooh, I haven't had that yet. Along with several other awards for their ale, Imperial Stout, IPAs, and double IPAs. But let me back up just a little bit. Back East originally opened its doors in July of 2012, thanks to co-founders and cousins Tony Karlowitz and Edward Fabriki Jr., They shared a passion for great tasting, high quality beer, and they made a great team. On one hand, we've got Ed, who began homebrewing while living in San Diego in the 90s, although he is originally from Connecticut. And as a professional engineer, he enjoys the technical aspects of brewing. Tony, on the other hand, developed his appreciation for craft beer while attending from college in Vermont. But he's an entrepreneur at heart and a CPA, so he loves building a successful business from the ground up. And once Edward moved back east Ah! in 2001, he and Tony began experimenting with different recipes of homebrews in 2006, eventually developing some exciting recipes that they were proud to put the back east name on. And they have been improving and innovating ever since. Back East was only the second brewery in Connecticut to start canning back in 2013. And they made one of the first... Hazy IPAs brewed in Connecticut back in 2015, uh, which is the Rakutra. Rakutra. <laughs> They're to blame, huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I like some hazy IPAs. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I know there's a stigma kind of attached to hazy IPAs. They've become the new, like, you know you're a beer hipster if you yeah. like hazy IPAs. That's kind of like the new thing. Exactly. But isn't that's not mm. to say that there aren't some really good ones Oh, out no. There. I think that's just because I think... IPAs have become mainstream now. Mm-hmm. So now you've got to attack something else that people that really like beer like. Yeah. So now you got to go deeper into like, well, if everyone likes IPAs now, well then the hazy IPAs are the yeah. snooty thing. It's like, why don't you just fucking like beer? Just like what you like. Don't apologize for it. Anyway, <laughs> Back East was also featured in an article in Forbes last year. Ooh. Talking about their strategies, not just to stay afloat, but actually be successful during the COVID pandemic. Uh, hey, back that's east. Episode I hmm? hey, that's an episode idea I have oh. <laughs> that I want to do with uh, different breweries talking about that. Back East continued to use 90% of their production facilities to keep brewing. Their facilities have the capacity to produce about 200 barrels of beer per week, and they were still averaging about 180 barrels a week. Not bad. That's, Not bad. That's yeah, a that's pretty impressive. Good average. I wonder what like uh, Two Roads was doing. Yeah. I'd be interested. Well, yeah, I don't know what their full capacity is versus what they were doing last year. Right. 
So yeah, back east really put a lot of manpower into the whole contactless like drive-through pickups, and that seemed to really help other breweries as well. And according to that same article, back east had plans to open a brand new seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar. 4,500 square foot tap room with an almost 300 person capacity right before the pandemic hit. So that was put on pause, obviously, until Connecticut relaxed its restrictions a little bit. They unveiled their tap room in July of last year instead of June. That's not a terrible setback, I guess, considering. They unveiled it like, hey, it's going to open or hey, it's open now. Good question. I assumed that it was open. Okay. What's funny is this place is pretty close to us. So No, it's not. Oh, no? This is the one that's like an hour away. Oh, okay. That's why we haven't been there yet. Otherwise, we would absolutely have gone. So Back East also participated in the All Together collaboration that breweries across the world participated in last year in response to the pandemic, hitting the entire hospitality industry so hard. Back East actually raised $23,000 for the Connecticut Hospitality Employee Relief Fund. So that's really awesome and just another reason to check them out. That's right. We covered two altogethers, right? We we did Trivus, Trivus and, and Two, two Rows. Yep. Those are the only two I f- think we found, right? Yeah. We kind of missed the boat on a few others, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to the beer. Infinite Universe is a soft, hazy IPA clocking in at 6.8 ABV. It was brewed with galaxy hops from Australia and features juicy notes of pineapple and papaya. So galaxy hops descended from the German variety Pearl are a unique breed of Australian hops in that it holds the distinction of sporting the highest percentage of essential oils in the industry. Is that why I love it so much? Possibly, yes. Because of this, Galaxy Hops work best as a late addition to the boil or for dry hopping. So Galaxy Hops are described as having a strong, passion-fruity character, along with aromas and flavors of citrus and peach, as well as other tropical fruits like apricot and key lime. But it also has an intense, earthy, kind of grassy character as well. I find it very interesting that the websites I went to for researching galaxy hops listed everything except pineapple and papaya (laughs) so i wonder what it is that really brought that out for this particular for this beer yeah Hmm. and out of the many times that we've talked about galaxy hops on the cast before i did tell this story once but it was a long time ago and it's a good one so i'm bringing it back (laughs) oh man Hop farming in Australia came right on the heels of the continent's colonization. It all started with a rather colorful father of Australian hop cultivation, also thought to be the founder of Australia's first commercial brewery. James Squire came to Australia in 1788 after being convicted of stealing a neighbor's chickens. This after being arrested for highway robbery several years before. But The change in scenery did little to mend his ways. He was charged with stealing once again, though this time instead of chickens, it was whorehound, uh, which is a medicinal herb also used in brewing beer at the time. He was given a reduced sentence of 150 lashes for the crime. Easy way out. (laughs) (laughs) Squire was free in 1792 and granted 30 acres of land. 30 acres 
of land. You know, if I stole somebody's chicken right now, I'd get at least 90 days into pokey <laughs> and I wouldn't get no acres of land. And in fact, I wouldn't be able to no afford acres, this apartment and I'd be kicked acres, out. Right? <laughs> Here you go. We want you to turn your life around. Here's 30 acres. Shit. Exactly. And then he immediately went to buying plots around his for a like shilling a piece. And over the course of a few years, he built up his plot to close to a thousand acres of land. Who needs that much land? Mm-hmm. Big brewers. He started a farm and later opened a tavern, the mal- the Malting Shovel Tavern, where he served beer that he had brewed with his own hops to any weary traveler in need of refreshment. Kind of a cool name. And I would have loved to have gone to a tavern like that. Right? With a backstory like that? If I traveled back in time, now most... Everyone's like, oh, traveling in time would be cool. No, no, no. It's gross. <laughs> traveling in time is disgusting. And so is what I want to do. But I'd love to go into a tavern like that yeah. just once. And I'd probably get some kind of sickness and I'd have Absolutely. to go to a doctor because they like spit shine their cups or whatever. Yep. But you're getting be, some kind of diarrhea. <laughs> uh, it'd be so cool. But the rest of it stink. And the tavern probably stunk. Uh, Literally. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Anyway, jump ahead to today. And the main player in Australian hops is Hop Products of Australia, HPA, which controls about 90% of production. You went corporate. Boo. (laughs) HPA owns two farms that have been continuously growing hops since before 1886. I'm sorry, 1866. And these are two of the oldest continuously operating hop farms in the world. And Galaxy Hops are HPA's greatest success. And the Galaxy Hops quickly found popularity with Australian brewers as well as brewers in many other countries. Question. Which, which is true because they're one of your favorite hops. They're one of our sister-in-law Katie's favorite hops. Galaxy Hops are dope. And I think I brought this up last time we did like a Galaxy Hop centric thing. Mm-hmm. But Two Roads at least had, I don't know if they still have, a bunch of hops in, in a, a mason jar mm-hmm. oh, at any times I'm, with the yeah. holes punched in it. And you're able to kind of if you're drinking a drink, they go like, well, with multiple hops, they, if you talk to them about it, they can bring out those hops and kind of, you know, shake up the hops and have you smell the top of the mason jar that has holes poked in it yeah. to smell kind of the aromas of those certain hops and what makes them kind of different. And we did that with the Galaxy Hops mm-hmm. because I fucking love Galaxy Hops. And I, I feel like that's something that every brewery should do. Like it's so. It's so cool and so tactile and so unique and so interesting. Yeah. And it really helps you narrow down what what beer means to you and why you like it. Yeah. And it's being able to smell the hops and not just being able to like talk about it, but being able to like not just try to pick apart the hops, but being able to smell individually. Yes. What each hop, hop gives to the beer. And then the ability to smell them before they get brewed is pretty cool too. Yeah. Also question for you. Yes. I assume the multi shelf shovel is gone now. Oh, I have no idea, but I would assume so. It'd be dope if it was still around. It's true. I'd say that's a trip. If we ever go to Australia, that's a. I would love to go to Australia. That's a trip. Even though everything wants to kill me. Well, there's a lot of spiders in Australia. Yeah, that I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, there's one thing you hate. It's eight legs. Uh (laughs) Which is weird because they're the only things keeping everything else in Australia from killing you. Uh, I don't know about that. Babies. Koalas. Have you seen a kangaroo? They're jacked AF. Oh, they're scary. I never that want to meet a kangaroo. That video of the kangaroo, like, do you remember the one of the, the video where the, the person's uh, living room was like enclosed in windows? Oh, and, and the kangaroo's trying the to get kangaroo's in? The kangaroo's just like 
banging on the windows like, let me in, let me in. Like, no, yeah, thank no, you. Kangaroos are scary. Yeah. So, <laughs> that being said, you ready to crack this open? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're back. All right. So I've grabbed these cans. It's time to open these cans. You know what I miss? What? When these were bottles. Oh. <laughs> For some reason, more than anything, back east to me is like bottles. Because I think they were the last ones. What? Back, maybe not. I don't know. I just want bottles. I don't remember again. seeing anything from back east in a bottle. You might be right. Cans crack better anyway. But Yeah. I, miss I mean, you still got you still got some of the classics from Two Roads. Some gonna, of them are bottle, yeah. yeah. It's only a matter of time before those go can. Yeah, and didn't, glass didn't can't be recycled commit forever. Commit to bottles for a, a, a certain like they they still have a bottling area as well. Yeah, but for how long? Yeah, the thing is, glass can be recycled only so many times, or aluminum can be recycled ad infinitum. Ah, that is why Makes the sense, changeover then. and the price of aluminum is cheaper than glass. Oh, I'm sure. And yet there was a can shortage for so many breweries locally, at least where they had to like multi-purpose like New England Brewing Company and. That's just everywhere. Everybody's got a shortage. There's yeah. a butter shortage in movie theaters right now. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Is it because of that, that truck that I sent you oh. <laughs> that crashed? That could, that's definitely part of it. No, it's <laughs> probably bigger than that. There's also a canola oil shortage, which guess what movie theater popcorn is cooked in? Oh, I thought it was coconut. Uh, that's probably also a different oil. It's, oh, no. Very fancy movie theaters pop their popcorn and coconut oil. Oh, okay. Very fancy theaters. But yeah. Shortages everywhere. Shortages everywhere. Yeah. Shortages in, in my job as well. I can't get any inventory. <laughs> anyway, let's crack this beer and stop bitching. <laughs> because it's an infinite universe. Ooh. See, we wouldn't have any shortages if we just explored the universe because there'd be everything it's true. everywhere. Ooh. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to fess something up. You, I wasn't you, thinking. You trimmed your nails today? I trimmed my nails, not only today, <laughs> but when I got home from oh work today. Oh my God. So it has only been a few hours. They are trimmed down to the nubs. All right. Give it to me. You guys get a second crack. So yeah, it's not that I'm a wuss, guys. It's literally, I, when you I cut my nubbins. fingernails, I cut it down to the skin. Yep. It's a little concerning, but he's still alive, so I let it happen. (laughs) I never bleed. I just get really close. (laughs) I missed the cracks. I didn't see if there was any smell at the top. I'm going to admit, I didn't expect it to be this light in color. I did. Look at that foam. Yeah, it's a lot of foam. I I fucked it. Me too. No, see, I think think it's a lot of foam, but I did it wrong. I think it's a lot of foam. You did it right. Because I think I got an extra inch where I didn't need it. Oh, I am getting those tropical notes right off the the top, though. Smells like galaxy hops to me. Got a mouthful of foam there, huh? I want to get to the beer faster. Uh, patience is a virtue. Not right now, it isn't. Come on, faster. Patience is a virtue. Not right now, it isn't. Good head. <laughs> now that I poured it correctly. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. God. I live in the gutter. Come on. Whoa. I mean, yeah, we live in West Haven, but come on. <laughs> I'm just getting cut that out if we want to make a West Haven brew. <laughs> All right. Now I think it's gone down to a, a yes. reasonable amount. Now it's actually quite picturesque. It is. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. 
Oh, mama. Tastes like galaxy hops. Mm-hmm. It's got, I maybe it was just the first sip, but it's got kind of a weird mouthfeel. It said it's that got it was, a sharp mouthfeel. Yeah, it's it almost can't decide whether it's soft or not. I feel like it, it. they described it as a soft, hazy IPA. And I'm getting that a little bit, but it does still have a little bit of that carbonation that dances on your tongue, like in a sharper way. Like a home brewing kind of Mr. Beer kind of way? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I got off of it. The flavor, though. It definitely the bubbles are sharp on your tongue. Mm-hmm. The carbonation is sharp. They can't deny that. That is some sharp carbonation. But once the carbonation settles, it is very smooth. It is very soft. Mm-hmm. The haziness is not like it's like cloud sourced haziness. It's not like um, yeah, it's not the typical mm. haziness that I would expect. It's not like a hazy. Right. Cloud sourced like, is very different, and we're talking about two roads here, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we also did cloud sourced on an episode, so that's what I wanted to bring mm. up. We didn't do cloud sourced as an we episode. We did not. Oh damn! Uh, it was the most drank uh, beer during the initial quarantine. It's true. Yeah, but it's a lighter hazy IPA. It's not something super heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we just had sixty dollars nachos you bought from what brewery? Hoax. Hoax, and that is a heavy hazy beer. Yeah, it is. This is not a hazy IPA that. Is going to turn away people that don't like hazy. Oh my God. The carbonation is insane. Um, <laughs> this isn't going to turn away anybody who doesn't like hazy IPAs. I feel. No, not at all. This is one of those hazy IPAs where it says it's hazy. It's but just you should a little give it a left to center. Yeah. yeah. If it's you're not, on the tap room, give it a try. Yeah. Not what you would necessarily expect from a hazy IPA, but a pleasant surprise. Right. And if you don't like hazy IPAs, and you just like IPAs and you like galaxy hops and you're like, ah, but it's hazy. You should get this because you're going to find that you're going to like it, I think. Yeah. It's not a hazy IPA in terms of color and look. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This looks exactly like what I thought it was going to look like. But in terms of taste and I think weight, mm-hmm. it's it's light like a regular IPA. It doesn't weigh you down any more or less than an IPA. Than any other, yeah. And it doesn't really have that extra like sedimenty kind of like <laughs> bloatedness to it where yeah. it's like getting in the way of your beer. Yeah. Which I will admit, I'm glad we did not do an episode on $60 nachos because uh, these are things I would have said about the $60 yeah. nachos. Well, yeah. I mean, it's lack of information was mm-hmm. the, was the issue. I saw it being hyped up on social media, so I saw it and I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it. And I think that's a beer where people don't like it, but they have to say they like it because they can't not like it. It's (laughs) like, well, you clearly just don't get it. Yeah, you just don't like beer then. Yeah, no, it's 50% sediment. It's it's not good. That doesn't make it interesting. Yeah. (laughs) It tastes like galaxy ups. It's tough to describe. I am getting pineapple, though. Oh, yeah, I'm getting like it's tropical, it's light, it's pineapple it's those kind of, it's pineapple, pineapple's not a stone fruit, is it? No. Yeah. It's a tropical kind of like those very citrusy kind of fruits, mm-hmm. like pineapple and stuff like those sweet, uh, syrupy melanie, kind of melanie. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of notes of that. And I think a little bit, and I think this is something I'm noticing it now after having so many West Coast IPAs, mm-hmm. a little piney. Just a tiny bit. A little um, bit. Not like you'd get in a complete West Coast, but there is more than just fruit 
and stone fruit on the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. It is a, l- a little bit of like an earthiness to it, which I really like. And I really like Galaxy. I've always really liked Galaxy hops. They were one of the first hops I've actually been able to pick out of a it's true. of a beer. If a beer has Galaxy hops, I can usually pick up on it pretty much right away. And I don't consider myself a beer savant by any means. Um, but Galaxy is one of the few hops where I'm like, yes, this is Galaxy. And obviously everyone and their mom, I think, who is in the Northeast could pick up on Citra hops. Yeah. So if you can go, it's got Citra. Because everything like, yeah. is a Citra yeah. bomb. Yeah. You can pick up on Citra because it's in everything, dude. Mosaic. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is definitely super, super drinkable. Like you said, a year rounder. Oh, yeah. This is a year rounder. Yeah. Although it's great on the summertime because it's it's a hazy IPA, but it's light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't they didn't specify earthy and and tropical. But what time of year this usually drops? But it is something that comes around continuously, like check mix. Right. But yeah, I don't find this to be. It's not extremely summery. <laughs> summery? No. Wintery. It does have that. It does have those tropical notes, which make it enjoyable during summer obviously oh sure um but i think we could just as easily enjoy it in the the spring or fall maybe not the winter i I could still enjoy this in the winter but yeah it's not quite as wintry we'll say i don't know if there's sediment but oh there's sediment i was gonna say it gets getting a little heavier as you get toward the bottom of your glass but uh it's not like a ton of sediment but it does get more Hazy IPA sensibilities yeah, as they go down. Yeah, I see a little bit toward the toward yeah. the bottom of my glass. I'm just also saying that I get a little bit more of that kind of like weight to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're way far where I am on the glass. Oh, yeah. When you get more about halfway down, you're going to notice um, I think the heft increases. <laughs> the gravity of the beer, if you will. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that means what you think it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> It should mean the heft of the beer. What does it mean? I don't know either, but I I do. <laughs> I still don't understand it. But I, it's not the it's not how how much a beer fills you up. It's not that. <laughs> well, it is now. It is today. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the can. I guess. Yeah. So the can art. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a tall boy, by the way, with a wraparound label, not a full press. Uh, I find full presses are very rare these days. Yeah. You got to kind of be like a nationally distributed kind of Yeah, brewery. it's definitely only certain breweries that do it. <clears throat> Must be a crazy expensive machine to do the full oh, uh, for sure. press thing. So it's a dark blue, like dark, dark blue background representing space with these light blue, I'd say blue turquoise stars, I galaxies. I go with aqua. <laughs> aqua. Nah, I'm going to go with turquoise blue. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, spaceships, galaxies, constellations, stuff like that. And then the middle of the can has Back East Brewery done like it was coming at you, like schwa. Uh, and it's typical nice font. And then Infinite Universe and a more futuristic orange font also coming at you, like sliding across the thing. Uh, and then India Pale Ale done in an outline kind of uh, Atari game font. Yep. And on the top, it says handcrafted Connecticut beer in a different kind of futuristic font, more like Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, you get the normal find your way back, back East Brewing logo. 16 fluid ounces, 1.6.8 ABV on the bottom in normal gray font. Then on the left of the can, you've got a little independent craft brewery logo. And then you've also got an infinitely delicious Galaxy IPA that is out of this world. That's written on the font. 
uh, and it's right below a spaceship that is also a hop. <laughs> <laughs> and on the right side, you have the government, uh, the Surgeon General warning. Everything else is pretty much normal. And then you get these little hints of different sci-fi stuff throughout the cam, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. So in really dark gray or brown font, kind of hard to see. There's a little asteroid ship, the little mm-hmm. arrow asteroid ship yep. shooting an actual asteroid from asteroids. And there are a couple of those asteroids around, including the UFO that dashes, of course, across the screen, sometimes in asteroids. Mm-hmm. In constellation form around one of the larger stars is a TIE fighter. Yes, it is. So they connect the dots <laughs> to make a TIE fighter. And that's on the left side of this, the uh, can. On the right side of the can, on the bottom, you've got some kind of little blocky monster guy. It just looks like a happy little robot. He's like, yeah, he's something. I don't think he's supposed to be anything Made specific that I can tell. Made yeah. yeah uh, with his hands up in the air. And then at the top, you've got constellations that represent the Enterprise. It's got to be, right? No, it's the Enterprise, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool. Those little like space hints that are all over the can. Uh, so you see why I bought this for you, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, first it's Galaxy Ops. You got to get that. Yep. Uh, it's back east. Got to get that. And then all this stuff. And then the Star oh, Wars yeah. and the Star Trek references. It was like, Trek. all right, yeah. I don't have a choice. No choice at all. I dig the font kind of coming out from small to larger. Mm-hmm. And that bright orange kind of almost construction worker kind of orange yeah. uh, color really pops on the dark, dark blue background. And the uh, turquoise kind of blue mm-hmm. spirals and stuff. I also dig that they use a dark blue background. They are complementary colors, right? Yeah. No, is it blue and yellow and purple and orange or blue and orange and purple and yellow? I always forget. Purple matches with uh, green and yellow, I believe. Yellow. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, blue and orange. But no, it looks nice. And again, the dark blue on the can instead of the black really still help make it pop because it makes the details more expressive. Uh, makes the can less boring to your eye and gives it a little bit of a sheen as if you're looking at it through the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, which I really like. But that's it. It's a, it's a simplistic can. It's really not that that crazy. There's a little shooting star right under the infinite universe that I didn't notice in like a Saturn on the left-hand side. I didn't point out. But yeah, it's a really cool can. Really simple. Really pops out at you. And uh, I am surprised... That it doesn't go into, I mean, it says it's a delicious galaxy IPA, but it doesn't go into more like galaxy, brewed with galaxy hops or something yeah. like that. But yeah, galaxy IPA, it really is. It's galaxy hops front and forward. Yeah, it's a, a very appropriate uh, name for a beer brewed with galaxy hops. In this day and age of having to combine, you know, six or seven, eight hops. Was it the last beer we did? Oh, there, yeah, there were a lot. Like six at least. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and a, our next one will also have quite a few. <laughs> and it was a great beer. Don't get me wrong. It was really, really good. But it's also nice to have a, a, a beer where they only have one hop. Because yeah. again, like we talk about, it really helps you to appreciate when you have those IPAs or those beers that use multiple hops. Because mm-hmm. now you can identify, oh, I'm getting the Galaxy. Oh, yep. now I'm getting the Citra. Oh, now I'm getting, you know, the the Montuweka or the uh, Rowaka. Rowaka or Nelson Salvin or whatever. You can always tell when this is happening. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really like this. It's tough to go into too much detail when you've only got the one hop. Mm-hmm. And when the hop is galaxy hop. And my really one note for galaxy hop is I like it. Yeah. 
So it's it's tough it, to really go it really, into really this, deep this detail. This beer really hops. showcases how delicious Galaxy Hops are. You're not going, oh papaya, oh stone fruit. It's just, yeah. it's an all rounder. It's it's a little bit more maybe hoppy than other. Maybe it's that it's more hoppy than other hops. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't find any information as to what malts they used for it or any other additions, but maybe that also has something to do with it. Right. But I'm talking about the Galaxy Hop itself. Yeah. I'm thinking Galaxy Hop might be the most, eh, I guess, indicative of what a hop is like when you smell it. Mm -hmm. Because when you smell any hop, you get that kind of weediness. Like it smells kind of like weed. It's got that kind of. Yeah, they're in a very similar family. Right. It's, it smells like a plant, like a flower, but then it also has those smells that you can taste. Some of those fruity smells and, and piney smells and stuff do come forward even in the smell profile. Mm-hmm. But a lot of hops, I think, like especially like Citra and it's another really stone fruity hop. I've taken so many notes, man. They all blend together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, when you, when you have these, I mean... I've I've had some tiki drinks before this episode as well. <laughs> so I can't think of anything that's specifically like I want to say obviously mosaic, but that's just Mos- yeah. citra on steroids. Mm, yeah, plus it leans as we learned with Tribus's more uh single hop series version of mosaic. It actually has like a serious berry element that gets lost right. in so many other beers. But when you when you have these other ones, that's what you get. You don't get that kind of resiny, weedy, flowery, I guess flowery is a better word, natural taste to them. Mm-hmm. They start to taste like pineapple, stone fruit, yeah. blueberry, berry. But it also it, it depends on at what point it's added to oh, I get the beer. That. Yeah. But galaxy almost always tastes like this. Yes. This is true. Like it smells. Like that weedy, flowery, like a flowery, fruity, very earthy, floral thing. And yeah. And I think that that's awesome. I think that's interesting. I think that, yes, I'd probably be sick of it if people used it as much as they use Citra. (laughs) Um, But. But you know exactly what you're getting when you find a beer with Galaxy. Exactly. And it's it's a little bit of everything. And it, it, it helps you to understand, I think, better than most, like where each hop is coming from yeah ah it's good galaxy so i think that's all i got yeah unless you got more i do not i know that um in terms of beer stuff mm-hmm. i know that tickets for two roads Oktoberfest are on sale this is true so you hear us talk about Get two roads all the time go to their Oktoberfest uh because we also talk about Oktoberfest all the time how mm-hmm. that's how we that's the first time we went to Two Roads after we had it at different restaurants and stuff. Yep. Two Roads Oktoberfest is an amazing event. It's great to have events again. And if you're in the Connecticut area or the New York area, you can come down on the train. Yep. Come and down to the Stratford Station. Bus. Their six-pack series bus will drive you there and back for free, yep. um, which is awesome. And Oktoberfest is a great time. A lot of oh, events you can play. Yeah, we've literally gone every year since they opened, yeah. except for last year when the pandemic Oh, did not allow us to have an Oktoberfest and the year previous to that when we accidentally booked our vacation at the same time. <laughs> it's true. We lost that in a mug. 
Um, but you get a glass mug, a glass stein, which is awesome. We often, I at least often drink out of my glass stein when we do these episodes. Yes, um, it's true. We have quite a few to choose from. <laughs> they have awesome, awesome food vendors. Dozen, like a dozen to choose yeah. from. Different many of, food trucks, lots music, of, live music, yep. tons of live music. Different events you can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy did a brought a lot of competitions, uh, eating competition before. Yep. I always want to do the Stein holding Stein competition. Holding competition. Uh, they have ice cream trucks that actually use the and once an, a popsicle bar truck that actually use the beer that's that they brew mm-hmm. to make these ice creams and popsicles and stuff like that. It's, Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome time. Awesome event. Awesome costumes. Awesome. Everything. Yeah. It's great. If you're part of the event, they close down the brewery for the day. So you can just walk in and out of the brewery at, at ease as well. Check out the tap room and all Mm -hmm. that. It's a great, great time. Uh, I highly recommend it. Yes. And we should also mention that Tribus. That's where I was going next. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Is also having an Oktoberfest, I believe the week before. Mm hmm. Um, but it's only a one day event, whereas Two Roads has two days. Saturday or Sunday. Yep. We have not been to Tribus's event yet because I think this is only their second year doing it. I believe so. Um, we went like the day after Oktoberfest last year. Yeah. And to be fair, they do a an amazing beer for Oktoberfest called Alt Beer, mm-hmm. uh, which is a delicious Marzen. Um, so definitely check that out if you are in the area. And Tribus is having their third anniversary. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. So that's coming uh, up sooner than Oktoberfest. That's though. coming up sooner than Oktoberfest. I think that's August 14th. I believe you are correct. Uh, middle of August, they're going to have their newest beer, three. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a triple IPA, which Tribus kind of, that's kind of how they became famous. Yep. Is having a Fuck It, which was their number one IPA, triple IPA, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Uh, I hope it's good. I don't know. Triples are. Very hit or miss. Yeah. But either way, you should go to Tribus because you're going to have multiple food trucks, multiple events. And Tribus it's is actually a, a good really time. cool place to yeah. hang out. What they did with their facility is, is really interesting because mm-hmm. it's not like two roads where it's a historical facility. Tribus is more like a more modern factory. It's in an they industrial kind of, kind of park. Yeah. And they just kind of made it their own. And they really kind of did a an amazing job. Not kind of. They oh, did yeah. a great job making that a really cool place to hang out. We love Tribus. Yeah. So two roads and Tribus. And uh, I'm sure Dockside, which we talk about all the time, will have a Oktoberfest. Another Oktoberfest, yeah. At some point soon as well, which we'll talk to you guys about once we find out more. What date? Yeah, what dates they're going to have it? Yep. Probably the same date as Two Roads. Probably. Um, <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that. They'd, they'd know they would lose people. Yeah. So anyway, with all that news being shared, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, Please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. See, we do. We do. What else you got to plug? Check out my audiobooks on Audible and Michael Butler. I've got horror books mostly, but I've also got other books like Switch Art Fucking Gangsters, which is like a uh, British uh, guy, Richie novel, art fraud and uh, theft book. I've also got horror books like Sour, which is like Evil Dead meets uh, Southern Gothic fairy tale. We're doing a bunch of Southern accents. I've got Coffee at Midnight, a collection of short horror stories. Progressive Entrapment, a collection of ever grosser horror stories if you can stomach them 
they uh, that one is a tough read. Uh, the Final Girl, which is a, an 80s horror slasher book, which I definitely recommend you uh, read. And The Murder of Kelly Christopher, which is kind of like a horror movie fan uh, murder mystery podcast book, which is really, really interesting. All these books were written by other people, but narrated by me. I do a bunch of voices, a bunch of acting. I am an actor by trade, so it's better than your average audiobook, at least I think. So check those out. I don't make money on them unless you buy them. And uh, to be honest, I'm getting pretty sick of my day job. So if you could uh, buy a couple more books a month, that'd be great. <laughs> And uh, I got two player bros in Forgotten Cinema, two other podcasts I do, um, one about forgotten films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, and the other one about video games, uh, news, previews, reviews, and all things from Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR. We have it all. We play it all. Check both those podcasts out on ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Space, <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> These, the voyages of the starship, infinite universe in my glass of beer. <laughs> and the final countdown to its destruction, because uh, I'm at my last Yeah, sip. you're on your last <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs>